0: Hey, everyone, and hope all is well out in your world. Grateful to have you here for another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco. And on this week's episode, I welcome in Umama Kibria, who is the co-founder and CEO of Sweatpack, which is a marketplace that connects people to group workouts and sports leagues. And you can check out their website, sweatpack.co. Hope you all enjoyed this interview. Excited to get into it. And without further ado my chat today with Umama Kibria. Let's get it started. Umama, welcome to the podcast. Pleasure to have you.
1: Thanks for having me, Brian. I'm so excited to be here today.
0: And I'm excited to, to chat with you. I wanted to get you on the podcast. I appreciate you accepting. You know, I came across you on the, on the Forbes list um 30 under 30 and and you kind of intersect two things that I'm passionate about entrepreneurship and fitness. So I'm like okay this is this will be a cool conversation um, to see where you came from and how you got to the point we are today. I'm wondering if you could start off for me. And this might be a really good conversation maybe to start up on because going through you know kind of looking through your background you appear just like I had in most people the societal path that we should be on. You go to college You get an entry-level job, and you kind of worked your way up. Mm -hmm. At some point, you decided to, to like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm making a shift. When did that shift happen? And not physically, when Mm -hmm. did it happen up here mentally? Um, But did that start well before you ever uh, actually made the leap?
1: Yeah. So if I could say at birth, I think that would definitely be it because I've always had that entrepreneurial blood. I just didn't know it was called being an entrepreneur. I was always the creator of clubs or events or the community gatherer. But really what made the switch in my head was uh, my freshman year, the first internship I ever had was actually with a small business. And then my next internship was a small startup. So I had this mentality of where you are in a startup where you wear all the hats, you do everything, and you pick up a lot of talents. Then I went into the corporate world and recognized, okay, you know, I have all these marketing skills now. I have the business degree. I have the business skills. And now I found that missing puzzle piece, which was fitness in 2000, I guess, 16 now. Uh, and that's when I was like, okay, you know what, I'm ready to do this. The world kind of just threw me into entrepreneurship. Uh, I actually got laid off for my corporate job uh, in January 2017, which was the most incredible blessing. I literally sat in that room with my HR director and CEO and they gave me the news and I hugged them. I was like, Thank you. If you guys didn't do this, I probably never would have made the leap. So it's amazing how the world conspires to make sure you fulfill your purpose.
0: So did you start building some of these, obviously uh, some of the different businesses we can talk about, but prior to getting laid off or did you have like some side hustles then?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So what I was doing was building my personal brand, smallandstrong.fit on Instagram. And I was just sharing my uh, fitness journey on there. But then I started an event series back in 2015. Uh, My clients were like Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, Lululemon. And so I was already building out this portfolio base of big fitness brands that were paying me to manage their brands or host events for them. So I was Building up the community on both the B2B side as well as on the B2C side. So that when I was ready to make the leap or when I got tossed out there, it was like, okay, now time to take those contacts and build uh, out this agency.
0: Share with me a little bit on from a mindset standpoint. You seem extremely confident. I've noticed this recently with a lot of guests on, especially younger, like a lot of confidence. Has it always been like that? Or was there some life lessons along the way that really kind of kicked that into gear?
1: Yeah, so I believe my confidence comes from being selfish. So this is a, a kind of uh, opposite of what most people think where you know you're supposed to be selfless, but uh, my confidence comes from believing in myself, always serving myself, making sure I take care of me before I go out and take care of other people. because I know I have the tools that I've learned from discipline, uh, from fitness, which are discipline, structure, and commitment. And with those three elements, I can c- accomplish anything. And so that's why those confidence, uh, that confidence always shows through. But it's because I also really make sure during those low points, I take a stance and understand why I feel so low. I'm very self connected, very self aware, so that I know how to push myself through those low points to get back.
0: I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting at your age to, to have that self-awareness um, to do that. Where, where did that come from? Like, did you decide one day, hey, I'm going to sit and just sit and thought? Was it a book or two you read? Was it mentors? How did you come to that realization?
1: Yeah, so I can definitely attest that fitness has been the biggest crux for helping me understand self-awareness and how to actually practice it. But I feel like we've all kind of had levels of self-awareness through our educational experiences in projects, understanding, you know, what leadership role we take in projects, that's self-awareness, right? understanding whether you have a good student mentality if you're empathetic those are things that I've always known were good about me but I didn't know how to translate them but it was fitness that helped me realize that was a superpower of mine to be able to be self-aware of myself taking responsibility but also being able to be very empathetic but Fitness definitely teaches people that self-awareness as you are transforming your body, as you are fueling your body with good food, making intentional action steps. That's all self-awareness. And then we start to take those fitness concepts and then transfer them into real life. And I'm sure as someone that works out like yourself, you can understand that fitness mindset transfers everywhere.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. fitness sometimes is like you're going in pumping iron all day. And that's not really like, I I think one of the biggest uh, keys to fitness for me is sleep. And I I categorize that under fitness, because that's a big part of it. Um, So yeah, it's interesting. It's not just, you know, going in there and doing some curls and, you know, there's a, there's a lot more to it. And, and partly too, it's that, that mindset piece to keep going forward, realizing it doesn't happen overnight. And this is probably transitions we can talk about from a business standpoint is mm-hmm. you don't go in. I mean, I look at myself, I'm I'm like, do you do it? I saw you do some, I saw some thrusters on Instagram. Are you into CrossFit or? The I do it all. Do I worked everything?
1: out at over 400 gyms across the U S so I've basically done everything, but my typical training is more strength and conditioning.
0: How how have you worked on over 400 gyms? How does that, how does that work?
1: Oh my gosh it was, it was my way of dating myself. Uh, I started this habit like four years ago. It was every weekend I would go check out a new gym. Then I started traveling by myself to over 15 cities. So it hit up two, three gyms in a day Hmm. and actually work out there. But it was my way of being able to test my confidence to be able to go into a new environment, not know anyone, let go of my ego and just be willing to learn and to be willing to ask questions and get to meet people, which was really the basis of building my business.
0: Was uh has fitness then been a big part of your life all along or was that something you picked up more yeah, recently? Yeah, no, uh,
1: it was after college. So I don't have an athletic but bo- I didn't have an athletic bone in my body before uh, college in uh, college I got to play sorority intramurals mainly cuz my sisters forced me to, so it was my first way of like getting active. But after college I kind of fell into some sort of a depression state of just not knowing myself, uh, not feeling like I had any purpose. And so I used fitness as a way of trying to discover myself, have some sort of structure in my day and commit to something. And so that started what 2015 now. And ever since then, I haven't stopped training.
0: What was the, so was it, was it the you mentioned the the murals, But like, was there something else inside that just clicked and said, "All right, I gotta be doing this." Like, obviously, probably the way it made you feel. But was there anything else that you can remember that helped you get started on that path with fitness? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I preach this all the time for me. Fitness has never been about transforming my body. It was about transforming my mindset. I was using it simply as a tool of how do I get control back in my life? Because look, everything that has to do with other people, the world, totally out of our hands. But when we're talking about being proactive, we can be proactive about how we move our body, how we feed ourselves, then taking that body and that energy and being able to conquer goals outside. So uh, I tell people, you know, for me, it was always out of a way of getting a plan of action in my life. And then that trickled into behaviors where I had more discipline with my business, with just reaching my professional goals, with my relationships and all. Of that fell into line once i transformed that mindset.
0: Okay. Well, and so you mentioned getting laid off and that was kind of maybe the catalyst, right, uh, to move forward. Talk me through the ideation of um of Sweatpack and starting that business. Like when did that idea kick in your brain?
1: Yeah. So I like the whole community aspect I told you about. Like, I've always been that community leader. Funny enough, the root of my name, Uma, from Umama, means community. So Mm -hmm. it's like my God-given purpose here uh, to bring people together. So I would do this in Greek life in college, starting clubs. But after that, uh, after college, I actually joined sports leagues as a way of trying to also meet people. And then at the same time, I was going to these gyms. So it was just like... It's so cool that these sports leagues, you meet up once a week, you try a sport, you don't know these people, but you come together week on a weekly basis to play together? Why didn't this model exist in the fitness industry? Why couldn't I join a yoga club once for eight weeks with people that have the same goal and stay committed with them? Otherwise, you know, I tried flag football. I tried ultimate Frisbee. And the reason it was fun is because I had that group of people that committed with me. So in 2015, the idea started to really come together as I hosted these events. And I wrote out the plan of action actually in 2017, as soon as I got laid off, I wrote out the plan for sweatpack And I remember pitching it to my ex boyfriend. And he was like, Yeah, this isn't gonna work. Uh, you know, this isn't realistic. You don't have any savings. And I was like, Oh, yeah, watch me. And so uh, after that, I recognized, okay, maybe the market isn't ready for this concept yet, but let me go ahead and start at least getting people together, building the community, but also getting the trust of these business owners. So my first step was actually building out a marketing agency for health and fitness brands. Mm -hmm. So I understood how the customer acquisition side worked for gyms, trainers, and fitness brands. Then on the consumer side, I had my personal brand and I had my event series. So still serving both niches. Then in 2019, or it was December 2018, I was like, mama, you've got to stop bullshitting. You know, it is the time, you know, this is the plan. You've done the research, you need to just do it. And so I just went for it in January, 2019, we launched and then beta, uh, our first beta rollout was April, 2019.
0: Launched the company in January and you rolled out the, the app, was it an app, website, what launched initially?
1: Yeah, it was a web app that okay, I had to app. learn how to do front-end development work. You oh, know, wow. as an entrepreneur, you have to do everything. And uh, thankfully, I built out my team in this time. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's not making excuses. If I started with a website, progressed to a web app, and now we're in full app development
0: and just so everyone knows if i take a quick step back so for for sweatback w- someone out there is wondering like, okay, this sounds cool. What do I do? How do I like, how do they go ab- about getting involved on
1: this? Yeah, well, sweatpack is a fitness team for friends. So our platform connects people to group workouts and sports leagues. So they would come on the Sweatpack platform and say, hey, uh, I want to join a sports league. I want to um, be active, go to gym or now join a virtual challenge. And so they would say what their goals are. Let's say it is to be active. Uh, and they They want to lose weight so they can find a group of other six people that have that same goal. They set a day, they set a time, and they pick a location. And then our system actually sends out a schedule for them to commit for eight weeks, same day, Same time, same place. So unlike other apps where you're class hopping, this is different because it's no, you're committed to one place. You try it out for eight weeks with six people. So it's been a really fun way for our members uh, to actually be accountable. They this is a gym membership they're actually using because of that friendship component, the social component, as well as being able to actually show up and get their workout in.
0: Yeah, it's and now do you you have a co-founder? Did I see? Is that right?
1: Yeah, Marvin. Oh my God. I'm so grateful. I actually played flag football with him, and he was the director of operations at the um, Atlanta Sport and Social, and okay. also works with uh, the global um, sport and social industry. He's on their board of directors. So I got super lucky. I've basically been recruiting him for like three years now, but I bring that fitness mentality. He brings the sports background, and really, together, we are a power duo.
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask. How did one? How did you get him over? And then two. How, how do you split up roles then, um, in terms of day to day operations? Because that yeah. always seems like a challenge when I when I talk with folks that have multiple co founders.
1: Absolutely. So. Uh, like I said, we met on the football field. He actually tried to kick me out of the game uh, the first time we met, but it showed him how competitive and passionate I was. And for him, I recognize he really cares about the game and the player's experience. So we worked together for over three years in an event capacity. And then uh, when I first decided in December, 2018, I was like, okay, I'm going to go full force with sweatpack. He was the first person I told. I was like, hey, I'm going to do this. Do you think it's going to work? And he was like, hell yes. Go after it. I'm here to support you. Then six months later, he was like, hey, I quit my job. I want to come work with you. And so uh, it was just like this awesome chain of, you know, two passionate people that came together. And really, we have split up the roles pretty just based on what we're the best at. Uh, I take on CEO level roles, but membership, um, I do marketing customer acquisition, uh, brand management, and he's really great with the customer acquisition, uh, the customer retention, making sure the experiences are high level. He works with all of our brands, our sponsors, and of course on the finance side too. So, uh, we have a good division of responsibilities, but we also contract out a lot of work as well. So he's really good at, um, retaining and working with people Uh, i'm not as good on the leadership front with managing people but that's why we recognize their strengths and split responsibilities that way
0: yeah well i do want to talk about support systems because you mentioned a couple things glaring one is you mentioned marvin go for it kind of salad in that regard and then you mentioned the ex-boyfriend that was like uh this is a horrible idea don't do it kind of thing so tell me about the, the support systems, people that you surround yourself with now. And did you surround yourself with good people all along? Did, did you learn a lot of lessons from different circles you go in? That's obviously had to be a part of your, I'm assuming your success.
1: Yeah, Brian, this is my favorite question ever, because that circle of five influence is the most important factor for founders and any leader, honestly. So for me in college, after that post-college kind of conundrum for myself, I realized, okay, the circle of five I have right now are not having a positive influence on my life. They were either holding me back or they just had a different mentality. So I had to learn to be okay being by myself. So I was my own cheerleader for a long time. I was very grateful to have a supportive little sister that has been my number one advocate from the beginning. Um, You know, my parents disowned me at one point. So it was a learning lesson where I had to be my own cheerleader, but I always had her. But then what I did was, I made sure to put myself in environments where I was going to meet the people that I wanted in my life. So I was purposely making uncomfortable moves, right? Going gym hopping to these random cities, starting these startup incubators and programs and um, just making sure I was around the type of people I wanted to that would inspire me. So I made a huge shift in my friendships back in 2017 when I made this shift. And honestly, they've been the reason that have kept me going. They're the first people that have invested in my business that are, they're my go-tos when I'm having low days and the, uh, the people that will always celebrate my big wins as well. Mm -hmm. So that takes action to be able to get uncomfortable and find these people.
0: Well, what I found hard, there's something, you know, definitely in comparison here is around trying to be alone and being Mm -hmm. okay with being alone for a little while. Um, to progress forward because a lot of the folks, as you mentioned, surround yourself with may not have that same uh, passion, enthusiasm, uh, mindset, right? And not that that's a bad thing. That's just how yeah, they are, but okay. it's just not, it doesn't sync up maybe as it used to years mm-hmm. prior. Maybe you had that relationship was good, you know, cause you might've changed. Maybe they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an, I appreciate you bringing that up. Cause I think that's something that's not talked about enough is it's okay to be alone. <laughs> Right? You don't have to go out on a Friday night and party just because a lot of people ask you. It's okay to say no and be by yourself and do some stuff different, you know? So, yeah.
1: And, you know, this is the same thing in dating, right? Like, whether it's in entrepreneurship or dating, there's so much crossover. You have to be comfortable with that confidence in yourself and being your own best friend, always being able to keep yourself company because people, people are attracted to that level of confidence, knowing that you're not waiting around for other people. Um, You are simply an energy modifier, if anything. And I definitely have learned dating myself, investing time in myself has made me a better friend, a better partner, uh, and a better entrepreneur. Uh,
0: Tell me about the, tell me about the hard days. Tell me about the, the the tough days of the of the job, if you will. This passion of yours. Do you ever feel like well, you could take this in two parts. I I ask the question: Do you ever feel like quitting? And if oh so, gosh. how do you overcome that to keep going? If not, how do you have the mindset to stay positive?
1: Yeah, uh, I sit in the suck. So I make sure whenever those days come up, which come out a lot, and uh, to give context to your audience. I'm very transparent about my journey on Instagram. So people are seeing the bad days and good days. And video has been a very, very important part of my journey. I have actually documented the days I've had $1 in my bank account, to signing Adidas as my first corporate client, to winning over this tech and grants. It's showing the good and bad because I recognize that when I see myself in those hard, low moments, I recognize how far I've come, the strength that I've built and just being able to sit in the suck has made me recognize why, why it hurts so bad. And I want you to know it has taken a lot of self-development books. It's taken therapy sessions. I had to invest in therapy uh, and then also just taking that time to be selfish. So what I, to go back to the question, um, those bad moments? Yes, I've definitely wanted to quit several times. I definitely have an easy route, route out by being able to go back to a corporate job and knowing that you know if I completely suck at this for like 4 years, I have that option. But I will definitely regret uh not figuring this out right now. But I think my fear of having to work for someone else is more greater than my fear of actually getting the work done. So, uh those drivers all in all have definitely kept me back in the game.
0: Has there been a book, um, and maybe it's one that's an obscure answer, like it's not the the general norm self-help book, um, anything that you'll share that's been impactful for you?
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh, God. Mark Manson. Why am I forgetting this book's name? Um, Give me one second. Uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, my God. This completely transformed my mindset of just recognizing I'm the one feeding myself bullshit. So I just need to get on the path, keep going, but recognizing those sitting in the suck moments. And, uh, but I listen to a lot of podcasts as well, like masters of skills, how I built this. So listening to other entrepreneurs that have also been through these same scenarios has been very important for me.
0: Are you okay sharing a little more? You mentioned therapy and this has come up recently. A lot of folks are, they won't go to therapy because they're like, no, 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 I got it. I'm good. I'll figure it out. How did you make the leap to say, I got to go? I got to go talk with someone. I have to talk through some of these challenges I have. How did you get to that point?
1: Yeah. So I this goes back to making sure I surround myself with people that have always been open about their therapy journeys, whether it was following random people on social media or some of my best friends doing it. They helped kind of remove the stigma around it And so I actually just put an Instagram post out there. And I was just like, hey, I'm going through some tough shit. Does anyone have any recommendations for therapists? And so uh, I did take in those recommendations. But it wasn't until I watched a movie on how uh, it's an Indian movie about this girl that kind of goes through this life transformation, how her therapist doesn't try to like feed her this into her mind. It just, I just recognized it was a way of just like, figuring out our deeper, darker secrets with ourselves. And I recognized, okay, I'm not using therapy just to like talk about myself. I know I have this big goal and I'm the only one holding myself back. So on my therapists uh, entry sheet, I said, I'm holding myself back. I should be a billionaire by now. So literally I wrote that down. And since then it was really two months after I started therapy that I launched Sweat Pack because she helped me dive deeper into uh, this, these self-conscious beliefs that I had. But it was just recognizing I was holding myself back.
0: Running the business, obviously you're doing a lot of other stuff as well. Still doing fitness a lot. I see your whiteboard behind you. You see mine. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <Where> you... <laughs> I have so many of these all around
0: my house. Yeah. So talk me through a little bit around um, habits just around, whether it's time management or organization. Things maybe you think you do well, maybe some weaknesses that you know you have to improve upon. Just let's chat about that for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, I'm a big proponent for the morning routine. I don't think that it needs to necessarily start at any specific time of the day. It just needs to happen where you are selfish before you're selfless. I believe fitness is the greatest way of doing that. So some habitual habits of mine now are uh I recently started this thing where I listen to these motivational talks like where they're basically screaming at, at you on YouTube. Okay. You know, those like fitness motivational talks. Oh. I used to think they're so lame, but some some reason it like gets me in the mindset I go have a killer hour workout where I'm totally dedicated to myself I don't check my phone and it is it is genuinely like a meditation time for me to flex that discipline mindset Then I come home, I make sure that is my time where I actually uh, feed my soul. So I do a quick five minute meditation. I use the Simple Habits app. It's so awesome. You can find a meditation three minutes, five minutes, 15 for whatever you need for the day. And then uh, I nourish my body. So then I feed myself. So sometimes this is like a 15 minute process. And some days it's a two hour process. But recognizing I need those things, to happen to function and be able to be the best for everyone around me and i've learned as a procrastinator i have owned up to being in a procrastinator which has helped me be more efficient with my organization uh, my therapist actually taught me the method of transforming my to-do list into have to need to want to to-do list where i prioritize my have to list as things that have to get done or they will die today then need to as like these things need to get done but like I'm going to survive if I don't have it and then want to are things like laundry where it'd be nice if I did it but it's allowed me to be able to learn how to prioritize how to say no to the wrong things say yes to the right things and then of course using things like um these beacons these are like orange the orange things on my whiteboard I also have like this rocket book Notebook. I love being able to handwrite things, but this is a way for me to actually transfer transfer it directly into the cloud, so I always have storage.
0: Wait, so those orange things, like, so you would take a picture of that area, and that transfers to like iCloud. does it does it transition to text? On?
1: Not text. It'll. convert it to a pdf but i can slack it i can text it i can email it it'll go directly into my google cloud services so it's a great way of using because you know we write a bunch of things on whiteboards and then we'll take a picture on our phone and then it vanishes into abyss this way it at at least stays organized in folders
0: Mm, okay yeah Yeah, I always find still, like I have my little notepad here that I write on um, during these interviews. Just, you know, I think it just helps the creative juices, right?
1: Oh, yeah, I I agree. I actually learned this technique yesterday, uh, creative exercise, where it's like draw a random line on your page. And if you're having a hard time getting your workflow, just start drawing for three minutes and create something out of that. And that simple act of being able to use your hand and get your brain connected to being present allows you to have that workflow moving. So good little hack I that's used a, yesterday.
0: It's a great little thing there. I'm going to try that um, <laughs> right? when I get stuck. So wh- where are you guys looking to go with sweatpack? Tell me what the next, what's the vision here the next year or two years?
1: Yeah. So... COVID uh, has been a nice surprise for us. We definitely had to halt our fitness and sports leagues for the time being, but In return, we launched our virtual challenges that has been doubling in growth. We maxed out our memberships last month. So we actually ended up going nationwide uh, with that earlier last month. And, you know, we are going to go global. It's just a matter of making sure our technology can keep up with the demand of our community and making sure we are always keeping people happy through fitness.
0: Awesome. I'm I'm excited to go sign up here, see see some folks in Raleigh, (laughs) what's going on. Um, all right. Let me, uh, this is maybe a good ending point. This, this has been a really good conversation. I always like to ask if you have to go back to, let's say a teenage self, 17, 18 years old, let's use that. The fun part is you only have a post-it note. So what is the most impactful piece of advice for someone that's kind of high school, getting to college to help them on a better path maybe than you had it? What would you share?
1: Be selfish before you're selfless. This is a motto for my life because I definitely when I was younger, I was all about making sure I kept everyone else around me happy, and I would feel so drained, so I would never feel like I was good enough. And so learning how to be selfish has allowed me to always judge myself as the best for me, and then being able to do work for people selfishly and never wanting anything in return because I'm satisfied and happy with who I am.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'm excited for this journey you're on. Um, seems like Thank some cool you. stuff you're doing. I appreciate you taking time out. Um, these interviews always go too quick. So uh, yeah, certainly I appreciate the conversation and, and uh, insight you've shared.
1: No problem. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing and bringing to life these conversations. People don't forget that there are so many rough points of getting started, but you have to get through the suck. And I promise those moments of glory are worth it.
0: But I hope you all enjoyed that interview and hope to have you on the next one. And if this is your first time stopping by the podcast, I'm grateful to have you and hope you picked up a lot of great tips and insights that will help you on your own journey. And if you think I deserve it, I would certainly appreciate a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You might even be listening to this on Apple Podcasts. You would just scroll to the bottom of my podcast, click the five-star rating, write a quick review. Should take you about 20 seconds. And it allows this podcast to get out to more individuals hopefully to get them started on their own journey. As always, if you all want to connect with me online, my website is Brianondraco.com. and you can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at brianandreco. I hope to connect with you guys online soon. I hope you have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.